Hello and welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. Uh, with me, as always, is your resident uh, Spielberg fanatic, Justin Keyson. He's not in this intro right now because this is part two of a two-part episode that we recorded in all one sitting. Uh, if this is the first episode you're listening to, you should go back and listen to part one or go to benviewnetwork.com slash jaws to listen to the whole thing all in one sitting. Uh, we talked about Jaws, but we got a little giddy, we got a little excited, got a little away from ourselves, and it was a, it was a three-hour affair, which is why we uh, split it into two parts. But if you heard part one, you already know all this. So, uh, you know, on with the show. And now they have to go, they have to go out looking for the shark. Mm-hmm. Or looking, you know, searching the water, you know, finding whatever they can find. Right. It's nighttime. Brody's drunk. Uh, he's still drinking wine. It's worth noting. <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't stop at that glass he had at his house. Right. <laughs> um, so they're they're out in the boat. You can't really see anything other than the, the boat itself because it's so dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Brody's kind of having his drunken rant of, uh, you know, in New York there's crime. You feel like you can't you can't do anything. Nothing you do matters. But an amity one man can make a difference. Uh, and, and Hooper's just You kinda... need to do a one-man play of Jaws, I think. I'd watch it. Don't tempt me. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Hooper, if I... Ooh, I wish I had some pretzels to put in my mouth for this line. <laughs> Hooper is just kind of humoring him. He says, no kidding. Want a pretzel? <laughs> um... And then and then Brody's kind of looking over the equipment, and we, we get kind of a, a, a little bit of that culture clash thing. Brody says, "Hey, you get the late show on this thing, <laughs> looking at one of the monitors." And that's that's when he says, uh, yeah, I, "I don't get it. Who pays for all? It? Who pay? They pay you to watch sharks?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he reveals that uh, there's another a great line that I think is it kind of establishes him as, as someone who comes from a rich, a, a rich person. Yeah. When he uh, Brody asks him how much money he has, he says, "Just me or the whole family," <laughs> which is definitely a, a rich person thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they pick something up on, on one of the instruments they find, or no, they see the boat. They see Ben Gardner's boat. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take a drink of water. Sorry, I'm very thirsty. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they take the Ben Gardner's boat, and they're on now. It's it's funny. It's like <laughs> Brody's. I think my favorite one of my favorite lines in this movie is Brody going like, "I haven't, I didn't drink enough wine for this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Hooper's gonna go in the water. Yeah. Brody is very scared to be left alone. Oh, and also one of my favorite lines in the movie is also in this scene, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's after that he says it doesn't make any sense. They pay you to watch sharks, uh, and he says you're afraid of the water and you live on an island. That doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> and Brody, Brody has the great line: "It's only an island if you look at it from the water," <laughs> uh, which is perfect. Uh, but Hooper goes in the in the water mm-hmm. to investigate. He finds a big old shark tooth. Yeah. And then while he's looking in that hole in Ben Gardner's boat, <laughs> what does he find but... Well, well, the little remains of Ben Gardner. Yeah. A <laughs> like head. A head. Perfectly popping out at yeah, the right moment. popping out. <laughs> just to scare the shit out of Hooper. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hooper screams, mm-hmm. drops the tooth, which is a problem for him later. Right. It's interesting, too, with that moment, right? Because yeah. um, this is a reshot. Yeah, filmed in Verna Field's swimming pool. Yeah. No, not very shot. Uh, a pickup. Yeah. So they, this is an additional shoot. Yeah. Um, filmed in the, in the editor's pool. Yeah. Um, with, like, whatever they could. And it was there because I feel like, I think Spielberg said in a long interview a while ago, was like, uh, he felt like he did a screening. I'm like, I want to, I just want to scare them one more. Yeah. I want to get the audience one more, one, scare. one more scare. Yeah. And here's an interesting thing. It's not in the shark is uh it's not in the documentary it might be in the making of the separate making of movie yeah but so you've watched that as well yeah yeah i watch i can't remember it's been a while but i have i did watch that so i'm not sure if which is which it way where yeah. this came up or another source altogether but i remember an interview where spielberg said i kind of 
semi-regret doing it. Huh. Like, I kind of semi-regret including it because I felt like I build, I build, I build, and then I kind of got greedy, huh. and I want to scare them again. And, you know, it, it, it's effective, and it works, and, and people always jump scare, but I feel like, did I want to really make that jump scare movie? Or do I wanted to just really build on the fear and then make, and when that's it gets, and then when the fear gets really big, that's when it, like would have the film been scarier at the second half if I didn't do that jump scare, and huh. and he always felt that like that's a minor thing. He always go like, did I make a mistake with that? I mean, you know, some people call me crazy, but I always feel like maybe I did. Maybe I just yeah. went too crazy and went oh, and maybe went oh man, but I need to scare him again. Did I? Yeah. So that, and that's coming from a guy who's been doing it for you know. 40 years at this point yeah. and he's made a shitload of movies after that but it's always interesting to think like a young man a young writer is, oh I gotta get him again because <laughs> part of the deal of getting into loving filmmaking is the is the almost <laughs> addictive element of creating something and then having people react to it yeah and I will actually I had this note uh, and the shark is still working I wasn't sure when to work it in mm-hmm. it's you kind of I think a lot of this movie was made by virtue of the fact that Spielberg was a, a young man at the time yeah. who just had <laughs> some would say too much confidence yeah. who, they talk about how this was the first movie anyone had ever shot on the ocean yeah. on the actual ocean not on a lot not on a lake yeah. uh, and, it, and, and you can see you can see footage of it in the dock that's just Spielberg being like, we, we, we got to film it on the ocean, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, just full of piss and vinegar. Like, I'm making a movie about a shark. I'm going to film it where sharks live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and ne- ne- of course, never having done this himself. Right. Nobody having done it either. Yeah. But he was just so sure, like, yeah, we have to do it this way. And I think a lot of that kind of confidence really paid off and, yeah. and made this the movie that it is. And a bit naive. Yeah. A, a lot naive. of naive. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the thing. And I, this, I think this kind of ties into the, the Ben Gardner head moment. Yeah. And that there are things in this movie that on paper shouldn't work like that that totally makes sense like yeah he was he was building and building and building and then takes a, a kind of he just does a weird sideways move to just squeeze that other scare in there right on paper it, it would kind of detract but it, it works in the film it's it does how it just it, it it fits it's a, it's something you never could predict mm-hmm. and this is why we shouldn't allow robots to make films <laughs> i'm getting ahead of the curve here I'm, I'm coming out now saying robots should not make movies because we need humans behind cameras. <laughs> Who's with me on this? <laughs> I, second, I'll be in that train. Yeah. I'll be on that boat as well. But but also, it's interesting to hear a, like a seasoned a seasoned vet yeah, Spielberg looking back, looking on... bad, and just kind of semi, you know. And that's an artist. That's how you. That's an artist's ding. That's an artist's deal. Yeah. Just looking back on your old work and going, why did I do that? But also, maybe that's the same Spielberg who put walkie talkies in ET. <laughs> yeah, and again, that same Spielberg who realized my fuck up. I'm sorry, I did yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> But it's fair, and it's it's yeah. interesting to look back and and, for, and that's that's classic of an artist putting something and making something, and then everyone going, "You're insane for thinking that's wrong." Yeah, yeah. why is that wrong? I don't know. I just see something weird about that, and I, no one told you know. But a real artist lets go, yeah. and like a certain guy, of a buddy who's Spielberg, <coughs> Lucas. What was that? You're right there. You should probably drink some more water. You should, George Lucas. You should drink some more water. Star buddy. Wars special edition. You should drink. Whoa. Nineteen ninety-seven. Oh, man, drink some water, buddy. You're right about George just, Lucas. Just like, just drink some water, buddy. You, that is rough in there. That's, uh, sorry, I just see you know, some uh, something got caught in the throat. Yeah, drink some water. Oh, yeah, okay, like it's really water. like very. Woo. No, it's uh, anyway. Anyway, so yeah, I think I'm good now. Like like someone George Lucas. Straight to the point, but no. Um, so okay, so there's a shark tooth. There's yeah, a, there's a head. There's a head. <laughs> he drops it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a, a meeting of the minds between Brody, Hooper, and and Mayor Larry Vaughn. Yeah. 
this is their one final push to be like, hey man, we gotta close these beaches. We're <laughs> yeah. serious here. They tell them about cutting open the fish. They tell them about the tooth. Um, and and, and uh, this is I would excuse me. I would say this is uh this is the mayor at his most unreasonable. Yes. In this scene. Yes. Uh, but it, it, it I mean it works as a scene. He's insisting though it's the Fourth of July tomorrow. They got a big regatta planned. He's and he points to a billboard, uh, which has been vandalized with a shark fin. It's, it's it's a lady swimming in the water. Yeah. But someone has added a shark fin and big eyes on the lady saying, "Oh, I'm scared." Or whatever. <laughs> and he, he he wants those vandals caught and hung up by the Buster Browns. <laughs> uh, um, uh, it's because that's tra- more important right now. Yeah. That's the vandals. <laughs> sick vandalism. Uh, it's a it's a really great little scene, and and it's it's I like uh, this is the only real moment we get of, of Hooper. Uh, Vaughn interacting, yeah, and it's really great. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite uh, Mary Larry Vaughn moments is uh, um, he. So Hooper's trying to prove his point. He says, "You know, you see that fin? That those proportions are correct. The shark is that big." Mm-hmm. And then Mary Larry Vaughn says, "Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name in the National Geographic." And this is this is what I love about Hooper's reaction to that. Hooper's like, "What the fuck?" He just laughs. He, he laughs, laughs because he's sitting going. That's where did that come from? Yeah, where did that come from? Yeah. You asshole! That's yeah. not even. Cl- I'm not even. What? Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> your funeral, idiot. Yeah. Oh, I don't. It's it's a classic. It's like I. You're insane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be reasonable, and you decide. Oh, you're doing this for fame. You're doing this for some sort of like personal gain for you. Weird no, I'm not. Attack. Yeah. No, I'm not. And it's a broad personal attack. Yeah. It's like national. Like it's like some guy is like saying, yelling at me now, going like, like, oh, you're trying to do a podcast because you want to be like NPR, right? Yeah. What? What does that even mean? <laughs> Uh, oh, 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 Mayor Larry Vaughn. Oh, and God. I believe he is wearing the anchor jacket in this scene. Yes, he is. So he's full on. He's, he's full Larry Vaughn. <laughs> um, now we have the 4th of July scene. Yeah, now we Which have. I, for some reason, thought you was ch- way... You cut out for 30 minutes. It feels like 25 minutes of the movie. I had a stroke, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 4th of July, beaches are still open. Mm. No one's going in. Yep. Kids are playing Pong. <laughs> That's like up to me. I, I I noticed one of the arcades was specifically Pong. I recognized that cabinet. Um, it's like it's like that weird. We are having a good time. Yeah. The, the, the news is there. They're talking about the shark attack. Yep. Another, another classic Mayor Larry Vaughn moment where, where he's 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 saying, you know, it's the beaches are fine, the water's warm, everyone's having fun. <laughs> Amity, as you know, means friendship. <laughs> Which- <laughs> Which feels like the start of a sentence, but is that that's his, that's his big closer for the speech? <laughs> it's just it's like yeah, it's that's a classic kind of like cheesy, like right now fun. Yeah, cheesy and also Amity doesn't necessarily mean friendship. Like it's kind of in the same camp. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's, it's not. He makes it sound like it's a foreign word that literally means friendship. <laughs> oh, you dip. It's, 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 it's just a classic clue, clueless mayor moment. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. good. Uh... So okay, now. so then the, no one's going in the water, mm-hmm. and uh, and real this is this is the the Larry Vaughn segment of the movie. Yeah, he this is just knocking them out one after another because there's another great moment with him when he he approaches a family and and guilts them into going in the water. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, the hell? <laughs> yeah, uh, and also another great uh, uh, probably a local I would assume since most of them are locals. Yeah, where he's like his excuse is you know we're, we're we're trying to absorb the sun we just put the with the lotion on our skins and we're, we're we want to get some sun and, and and larry just looks at him like come on he just calls him out and there's one of this, this you know uh, 
Uh, this I think could be even be a a, a one perfect shot Twitter mm. moment. <laughs> the shot of that family just sadly walking out to the ocean, <laughs> seemingly like in their minds they believe they're all gonna die, <laughs> but they just out of some weird commitment to to the mayor who's presumably a friend of theirs, they just they they all hold hands and they walk out into the deep. Oh, uh, oh, you gotta someone's gotta screen grab that, please. That's, uh, so cause that's such a great shot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's so good. So, uh, is this when Michael's messing around with the boat right now? Oh no, that was I. That was bef- that was. That was after the prep. That was just before this, actually. We did so okay. we skipped over that. I'm still okay. skipping over that. Wow, what the hell? You know what? You did it too. <laughs> no, touche. <laughs> um, Keep going. But it's there, and there's a few of these kind of peppered in, which is kind of why it's hard to remember where exactly they are. Yeah. But scenes of Brody kind of doing shark research. Yep. Um, and uh, oh yeah, and he's like kind of like keeping himself up at night yeah. and like like uh, do you know sharks can like still live up to a thousand years? We, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I, I've tried research this and I have not found a satisfactory answer for how long a shark's <laughs> lifespan is. <laughs> um, but yeah, now he's now in panic mode. Yeah. You know, he's now over-researching, yes. one would say. And it's just like, because he's, and again, the last time he allowed the mayor to convince him mm-hmm. to not close down the beach. Someone died. Someone died. And a dog. Yeah, and a dog. Named Pippet. Pippet. <laughs> Pippet is the name of the dog. Now, P-I-P-I-T. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, no, like he's in like, yeah, that's, that's what his, that's where his brain's going right now. He's just like constant, like it's self-defense. I gotta, no, I have to be sure. And blah, 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 blah. Um, that's not helping him. <laughs> that's not helping his sleep. Yeah. That's not helping his stress. And he sees Michael playing in his birthday present, which yeah. is a, a little boat, a little mm-hmm. like a rowboat situation. Yeah. He's having a fun. Sean's sitting on the dock, uh, younger, the younger brother. Mm-hmm. And, uh. He, he says, you know, we got to get him out of there. The sharks are going crazy in these waters. Uh, and and uh, Alan says something about, you know, uh, you know, he probably won't go in the water again after yesterday. Uh, and and Brody kind of has his moment. He's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want that. I don't want him to, I don't want him to have my fear as well. Right. Uh, it's, it's a very human moment. Like, he, he's got this fear of the water that he, he doesn't want to pass on to his kid. Because something we kind of learned earlier is that, like, you know, like, way earlier, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, people were like, you know, the town's was like, oh, you don't uh, go in the water there, sure? yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. chief? Like, you don't, uh, you know how to swim or yeah. whatever? It's like, no, it's like. There's a clinical name for it. What was it called again? I forgot. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Justin, I'm setting you up for a line in the movie. I'm sorry. Alan says to him, there's a clinical name for it. What was it called again? And Brody just says, drowning. Motherfucker. <laughs> ah! Such a great, oh, such a great, such oh, a great moment. Oh, I hate myself so much. <laughs> it's all right. We, it's we all right. We all have flubs. Yeah, it's all right. Um, now. But it's, uh, back to the scene. So Michael's in the, this goddamn dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> he keeps sitting on the cord and I move him and he walks away just long enough to go back and sit on the cord. <laughs> I apologize to the listener. This is the second podcast I've done in a row where these animals are screwing around with the cables. It's getting in the way. You can't get mad at him that long. You know, Look you, at him. You gotta, I think you guys need to start donating money to Benji so we can have a studio. <laughs> so I'm not just podcasting in a room with these dogs. <sighs> um, yes. But anyway, Michael's in the boat. Brody yeah. wants him out, but then he kind of feels guilty. Um, and then uh, Ellen, I feel weirdly familiar calling her Ellen all the time, but I, it, it's, you know, uh, Ellen Brody just sounds too long. Right. So I'm going to keep calling her Ellen, goddammit. <laughs> Not Mrs. Brody. That's way too formal. So Ellen, yeah, yeah Ellen. Ellen. Ellen, yeah. Uh, she, while Michael is, uh, Michael is in the boat, I meant to say Brody, but Michael is also boat. a character. <laughs> things things are falling apart today. <laughs> she she has kind of picked up one of Brody's books and she sees a picture of a shark 
biting a hole out of a boat. And she she panics. She says, Michael, out of the water now! <laughs> now! <Yeah. laughs> um, now we're at the 4th of July. <laughs> yeah. This is the point. Yeah. We've already covered bits of it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's swimming. Yeah. And then they've got, they got, they got boats everywhere watching. Binoculars, guns, guys in towers. Everyone's watching. Um, and then we see, uh-oh, we see a, a, a fin. We yeah. see a fin crawling by. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, everyone gets out of the water. There's trampling. Really, like, again, props to props to the way it was shot and props to Verna Fields for the way it was edited. Yeah. It's, you really feel the, the panic of everyone getting out of the water. There's, like, a shot of an old man just with his head, like, down <laughs> in the sand, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. You're scared that you're just going to see, like, a foot come and, cr- and <laughs> crush the head. Um, there's also a great little moment. I don't know if this was the extra, if the extra chose to do this, yeah. but uh, uh, two kids are on a like a a, a, a little water raft thing, and a guy knocks them off and steals the raft <laughs> to swim faster to get out of the water. Uh, good stuff. Uh, please eat him first. Um. <laughs> yeah, and then of course they come. And they've all got guns mm. pointed at the fin, and it's real that it's just some kid, right? Some kid playing a prank. But while everyone's still figuring that out... Kudos to that kid for making a makeshift shark fin that looked really good. It's true. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, as, as they're figuring that bullshit with the kid... We find out that uh, a, a young lady has spotted a, a fin, another fin in, yep. the, in the pond, which is where Michael is swimming. Right. Which uh, Bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, and this... I'm gonna, Shout out to her, the, this lady. <laughs> it's maybe the worst performance in the movie. <laughs> but it's also... It's weirdly charming. And I think, again, this is a... a, a, a even if they're not trained actors, I think it, it, it does add something to the movie that they use all these locals. Yeah. Because she, she's the one who goes like, sh- sh- Shark! It's a shark! Shark! shark. <laughs> and it's not... In theory, it's not great acting, right. but it works. It works for the it, scene somehow. It feels real. Yeah. Because it's, it's this weird, like... I think because the fact she's not an actress, it feels yeah. more. Re- it felt more real than getting an actress. Yeah, like that would have been like a line that an act, like a woman, like who's been, <laughs> who's been, like that. She would overthink. That's her big. That's her big break. Just saying that one word. Yeah. Um. Here, though, I was like, okay, just say it as best as you can. Yeah. And also, yeah, the, she's petrified. Yeah. So it actually does work out to her advantage with her being a little stuttery and being the yeah. shark. Yeah. Uh, and then so Michael's in the pond, hanging out with his buddies. Yeah. And uh, there's like a, a, a lifeguard kind of guy. I don't mm. know if he is an official lifeguard. He might just be a concerned I, citizen. I think he's just a concerned citizen. <laughs> but he's, this, I mean, this is a great little moment because we don't see this guy very long. He comes up, he immediately establishes sympathy for himself. Right. Because he comes up, he's like, hey, you guys all right? And then just instantly gets killed by a shark. <laughs> so it's like, in the span of five seconds, we we, we know this guy, we like this guy, and right. this guy is dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's, some, that's, a hell of a, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, uh... So yeah, so he he goes down. Yeah, Michael's swimming to shore. Yeah, he makes it to shore, but then he, he like passes out from mm. shock. Right. Oh, and there's I wrote this down actually, but I forgot to talk about it. So as the woman is swimming, shark there's a shark in the pond. Uh, Alan says Michael's in the pond to Brody. Yeah, and he kind of has this weird slow realization where he kind of starts out walking. And then he gets faster and faster before breaking into a full-on run mm-hmm. instead of just immediately sprinting towards the pond. Right. Which kind of it, it, it you, you it, it really gives you a moment to sink in. Yeah. And and it feels feels right. It it feels real too. Again, yeah. it's like real real people don't yeah. go just jump into action. Yeah. And again, that's like him being the everyman. Is he's not necessarily ready right away. Right. He's still kind of distracted by the whole thing with the the kid playing the prank, mm-hmm. and he's just like, and he's walking, and as he's walking, he's kind of putting together like. Sharks in the pond. Michael's in the shark. 
Shark could eat Michael. Oh shit, run. Right. No, exactly. And yeah. that's exactly the moment. And it, you know, yeah. that's when he starts sprinting is him real like getting his shit together and going, okay, no, go. Yeah, I yeah. gotta get there. I yeah. gotta get there. Uh, um, pulls Michael out of the water. Yeah. Sean's crying. This mm-hmm. is when Sean was singing. No, it would have been when I think this is this is when Sean's singing, Do you know the muffin man? Yes. It's not important, but <laughs> no, that's a detail. No, just established. Um, uh, yeah, but Michael's in shock and just pretty much everyone's just assuming he's dead. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. And, uh, but Brody, really, he's like taking the pulse or whatever. He knows he's just in shock. Yeah. And uh, before we get to the hospital, we see just a shot of Sean crying. Yeah. Uh, and let me ask you this, Justin. Mm. Do you have siblings? I do. What? Where are you in the birth But I'm the, I'm the baby. You're the baby. I'm the last one. See, I'm the baby as well. Okay. I have one older sister. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I really weirdly related to Sean in this scene. Right. Like when something happens to an older sibling and if you're the baby, like it's it's sort of, it's really traumatic because A, you're too young to do anything. You can't help. You're worried about your sibling. Yeah. And also like no one's addressing you and you're the baby. You, you're, yeah. We're, we're, we know this. We're both used to being addressed. No, no, no. And I, <laughs> especially, you know, I know you're right. No, but it's like, cause, you know, understandably, you know, his parents are, Looking at Michael, yeah, like, taking care of Michael, yeah. But no, he's freaking out. But it's un- it's really effective seeing Very Sean effective. here, yeah. and I don't, I don't, I, I, I wonder if it is especially effective to us too, yeah, because we're both a baby. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like it hits a serve, like, it hits us just a little harder, just a little harder. <laughs> yeah, it's probably that's probably accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, but then we're, we're in the hospital. Yeah, and I, I didn't notice this until um, Analyze Fish. This is dark time to bring it up for people who know that podcast. Okay, one of the hosts recently died. Oh wow, um, I didn't know that. Okay, but. Uh, it was a show. It was a show on Earwolf, uh, where Harris Whittles, um, rest in peace, amazing <laughs> comedian, um, would try to convince Scott Ackerman to like the band Fish. And then they did. They did a weird side project where Paul F. Tompkins, my favorite comedian, and Howard Kramer, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh, watched Jaws for the first time with Shelby Farrow, mm-hmm. tw- Twitter phenom Shelby Farrow, <laughs> and she actually pointed this out for the first time viewing, and I never noticed it until I, she said it. The doctor who is pushing Michael on the stretcher is way too young to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he is super young, and he's clearly a doctor, not a nurse, because he's like he's got a lab coat, yeah. he's got st- a stethoscope, <laughs> he's clearly dressed as a doctor, yeah. but he looks like he's about seventeen. <laughs> it's super weird. Everyone, everyone, check that out. I, I don't think it takes anything away because, like I said, I never noticed it until it was pointed out. Because it's such a rush scene. You're focusing on Michael. <laughs> yeah. You're not focusing on the doctor. But there's this weird child doctor. <laughs> um, it's like one of those things where it's like, we need a doctor in the scene. Just looks anyone. At, looks anyone. at the PA and went, fuck him, you haven't been Fine. on camera. Go, yeah. put the jacket on now. Yeah. Um, you have two lines. And right? he also, if you look really closely, and I didn't notice this till this watch, that that guy also looks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a clear sign of a PA or just like <laughs> yeah. random guy. Just some guy. Who was there on set that yeah. day. Um, yeah, but okay, but... But again, you're focusing on Michael. <laughs> yeah, you're focusing on Michael. You're focusing on Michael, and he's, he's awake. He's awake. Yeah, he's saying, you know, bring me stuff from the house. Bring me coffee. He wants coffee. Yeah, or he wants coffee cover, color, covered, covered, coffee flavored ice cream. Yeah, thank you yeah. for saving me from that <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> uh, but it's it's you know it's a fun little moment. Yeah, Brody Brody's holding uh, Sean. Hands her off to Ellen. She'd go back to the house because he's got to talk to, to yeah. the mayor. And what I also like about that moment too, right before Ellen leaves, like Ellen's like, you know, like Brody's like, hey, take him home, and Ellen's like, oh yeah. Which home? She was just to New York. New York, yeah, like New York. Yeah. So, no, like uh, back yeah. And, and what's, that's, what's that? What is the? What do you think that that reaction, that answer was to you? What do you think that means? 
she's 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 ready to pack it in. She's like she she you know Brody. It's a kind of a difference in 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 their respective duties. Yeah. Brody's loyalty is to the town. He is the he is the chief of police. He needs to protect the town. She is only loyal to the family. It's not yeah. her job to protect the town. Her job is only to protect her kids. Yeah. So she's thinking we got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. The, we might have an SNL situation where the shark comes on landing. <laughs> we got to go back to New York. <laughs> uh. At, uh, Brody is Brody. Yeah, he's got to stay. He's got to. He's got to look after this town. Yeah. So he goes to the mayor, and he says, "You know, I know you care about this town. That's why you're going to sign this ordinance to hire an independent contractor. Yeah. We're going to hire Quint to kill that shark." Uh, and 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 the mayor is just out of it because. Yeah. And he says in the scene that we talked about earlier, he says, "My kids were in the water too," which is this weirdly human moment where we see the mayor believed the shit that he was selling. Right. But also, he's like still not being a great mayor at this moment because <laughs> he, he, he needs Brody to push him to do what needs to be done. Yeah. But he does sign the paper. Also, another scene we mentioned earlier, throwing the cigarette into the ocean. Yeah. Another clue that we're in the 70s. Oh, he's smoking he's in the smoking hospital? He's smoking in a hospital. <laughs> he's in a hospital smoking a cigarette. <laughs> um, Just wandering around the hospital smoking. <laughs> and it's interesting, too, because in the way, this is also our last scene with the mayor. Yeah. And so uh, the last scene, the mayor, and you know, like, what, what have we learned and what have we, we come and saying a lot in this podcast is that the mayor's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. No, he's, he's got his issues and he's got his, like, kind of selfishness, but in the end, he does, in fact, care, like, care about the townspeople and, yeah. and the people in the town. And yeah, no, like, seeing him there and realizing now to his face the mistake he's made. Yeah. And accepting that he made a mistake, but it's still hard to agree to it. Yeah. It's still hard, you know, that's, that's a, good bit of humanizing yeah. a character who normally would have been eaten by the shark he's such an asshole and he's yeah, a that, that would that would have been the payoff in a worse movie in a worse movie yeah yeah so yeah so he signs it he signs it um and they're gonna hire quint yeah so uh we see so the next thing i believe is alan uh sending Brody off at the docks um no there has, oh, no, they, they meet quint at they, his house first. they have me quint in his place yeah yeah and uh, his mate left at this point, right? Or his well, mate's his not mate there? Well, his mate is setting up the boat with him That's in right. the, the other scene. Mm-hmm. But his mate is not here in this scene. Right. So he gives he gives Brody a, a shot of moonshine. Presumably <laughs> <laughs> is what that is. Brody drinks it real kind of slow and he's like, oh, don't like that. <laughs> um, and then uh, Hooper comes in. Hooper's, gonna, Hooper's uh, saying that he's going to come on this uh, expedition too. Yeah. Great moment where uh, uh, Brody says, don't drink that when he gets the shot. But here's the thing. Take notice. Hooper does drink it. Yeah. And I think that's a small bit of where a small bit of Quentin Hooper more alike than they realize. And here's also, I really like the dynamic is set up right away where Quint, even Hooper, like he knows his shit on a boat. Like he, yeah. he, he, he knows the way around a boat. He knows everything. Yeah. But Quint doesn't respect him because he's a city boy. Yeah. He's counting money his whole life, as Quint says. Yeah. Uh, and Brody, who's scared of the water, does not know his way around a boat. Mm-hmm. And yet Quint does have this respect for Brody. Right. Like he gives shit to Hooper all the time, never gives shit to Brody. Yeah. And I think it's because Brody is a cop. Yeah. Like, so even though he's not a, he's not a, a man of the sea, he's still a man in yeah. Quint's eyes. No, yeah. Like it, he, he has a, he's a working job. He's tough. Totally. He's been on the mean streets of New York. Quint knows that Brody is like a fuck, a real man that he can depend on. Right. But he doesn't know that about Hooper. No. And e- even though Hooper takes a shot and Brody doesn't, even yeah. still, uh, we we, we kind of see that they're alike, but Quint is still not quite sure about Hooper. Yeah. And I think that Quint is, you know, Quint's the type of dude, you know, that's what's kind of great about that. Quint is just judging Hooper on attitude alone. Yeah. And hey, to be fair, yeah, Hooper's a, is a know-it-all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like that's what I that's why I think it's very important to point out that 
yeah, Hooper does take the shot, no questions asked. Yeah. He finishes it. Yeah. Like, yeah, Brody just takes a, and barely <laughs> takes finishes the sip. Yeah. And I think that's the first sign of, of that type of interaction. Yeah, you're right. Like, Quint is just, Quint has this, this instant respect for Brody, yeah. but wants to shit on the little guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... And no, that's another thing too, though. And he's trying to. And that's the thing. Like Quint is just testing Hooper. Yeah. And not even testing Brody, a guy who's never been on the boat apparently, or yeah. never been on the boat like him. Who he but, sits in his car when they ride the ferry. Yeah. As, as Alan said earlier. No, exactly. But he's sitting there like, all right, tie me a knot, or tie me this type of knot. And I had, Hoop, had to pass basic seamanship for a while. Yeah. And like, like, yeah. And then you know, Hooper's like trying to go, hey, hey, jerk off. What size? You didn't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> yeah. I he, I know there are yeah. different kinds of knots. And then he tosses the knot to Quint, and Quint just doesn't even look at it; just throws it aside. Yeah, no, he was just basically he, what, like, okay, <laughs> he was just being a dick. <laughs> He's just being a dick. He's like, all right, fine, I guess I don't. All right, well, I guess yeah. he. Then he's having acknowledging that he knew. He's like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's start. The Quint just wants to shit on him. Yeah. And the, and he goes in the end. He looks at his hands like sitting hands. They know. And Hooper knows what he's doing. Yeah. This is what I like about the scene between the two. Like, Hooper's like, I'm not taking this. Yeah. It's like this upper class bullshit. I don't, I don't need this working class yeah. hero crap. Yeah, man. I know. Because that's what Quint is doing. And what yeah. I like about that, it are it does take the sail away more, you know, metaphor cheesy, whatever. Yeah. It does take a sail a little away from Quint from being this mythical hunter. Yeah. To Hooper going like, an asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. That's what you are. Yeah. Um, I, I had a note here that I forgot to mention that I wrote down. Um, so we go straight. We do go straight from the hospital to this scene. I wrote that down and I still got it wrong. <laughs> um, but I, what was interesting, I thought, um, is uh, there's this little trick here that I think was probably in the edit. It was probably Verna Fields' work. Mm. Maybe it was Spielberg's idea. Mm-hmm. But um, so we go from the hospital to this scene, and the audio for this scene starts a little early. Yeah. So we're hearing Quint talk while we're still seeing Brody in the hospital. Yeah. Which is a, a, a tr- uh, it's a nice trick. It's 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 one of those weird things where it is a trick, but it's always somehow satisfying. You know, uh, you see it a lot in Goodfellas. Actually, I watched Goodfellas recently, and they they. they they pull that move a lot in Goodfellas. It's a good, it's a good editing lesson. Yeah. I feel like, and it's something that I remember learning early on when I, when I was in school. It was like, you know, I had editing teachers, and they would tell me that type of stuff. And then, and what's crazy, you know, like, you know I, I guess you know, to give a little editing, uh, editing lecture, a tiny bit. Yeah. What's great about that is it adds the flow to the movie. Exactly, and it's it's a weird thing where it's not necessarily intuitive. Like, you, it, it, I don't know who the per- first person was to kind of realize that you could do that. Yeah. But it really it does it just it keeps it moving real fast. Yeah. And. And a, and a sign of like a of a beginning editor, yeah. or a beginning filmmaker is like cutting to scene, 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 scene. scene. Yeah. Or if you're the or if you're in the room, scene exterior shot that doesn't relate to the scene. <laughs> yeah. Another exterior shot doesn't relate to that scene. Yeah. Another exterior shot scene <laughs> that had nothing to do with the previous two three exterior <laughs> shots. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's not Verna Fields, though. She knows she, what she's doing. Yeah, she ain't no. Tommy Wiseau was never going to be more Verna Fields. No, not at all. But no, yeah. But that's that's the kind of nice sign of like really solid editing, and you know, part of the the great thing about Jaws is just it flows. Yeah, just like butter. You know, I was, I was shocked the first time I looked up the time of how long Jaws was and saw that it was like just a little over two hours. Because mm-hmm. I was certain this was like a ninety-minute movie, yeah. just because it flows so fast. No, totally. Yeah. No, we were both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then now uh, Brody, uh, Brody's he's he's setting off. He's leaving. Alan showing him off. Yeah. And it's this nice little moment where she's like, "Did you take your drama mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've got the zinc for your nose." <laughs> uh, like a concerned mom. Right. Um, because Bro- again, Brody's not seen. Brody's not a man of the sea. He's no. never really like that's the Hooper, the smart, educated guy, has been on the boat a lot. Yeah, and Brody, our tough New York, but you know, smart cop guy. Yeah, no, 
Yeah. <laughs> he, does, he, he needs a lot of help. <laughs> as, as a man, uh, as a guy myself who also gets very easily seasick. Oh, oh you're talking to the king of that right <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I I've told this. Uh, I'm tell- many, oh, many, yeah, people, many people know this about me. I <laughs> threw up when I saw the movie Taken. Because it was just too much camera movements. <laughs> that's that's how easily I can get motion sickness. That's I've thrown up from movies. <laughs> Ooh, that's you know they, they, it did get shaky. <laughs> it did. It, it did. Certainly did. Um, but no, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I can't do small boats. I need yeah. a Dramamine as well. Yeah. It's it's hard shit. So I feel for you, Brody. I, I, I once again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he and we see Hooper and and Quinn are already setting up with yeah. Quinn's mate. Uh, he's bringing the cage in the water, which of course is the you know you go in the cage, mm-hmm. cage goes in the water, <laughs> sharks in the water, our shark. <laughs> uh, also, Ellen's last scene, right? Yes. Yeah. So this is uh, yeah. This is this is what this is what's interesting to me now at this point in the movie. We're we're losing characters that we've been hanging out with, where we've talked to for most of the film. Yeah, we're just dropping them off. It's dropping not, off. It's just it's literally just the three guys for the rest of the movie. And that's what's fascinating about it. Yeah. That's kind of neat about it. Is like that's what I mean earlier when I said. The movie at a certain point shifts genres. Yeah. And for a while, it's this small town horror film. Yeah. It's a small town creature that's attacking the, 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 the folks. And this is where it gets kind of cool. And it doesn't, it's not just a traditional kind of one kind of movie. Yeah. Once they get on the boat, it kind of becomes an adventure film. Yeah. And that's, it does it so you don't even notice it. And even the, even like uh, the score, like, like John Williams' score, it kind of kicks over into this kind of more upbeat adventure music yeah uh, and kind of a i mean you still hear the dun, when it's needed but yeah. it, it, it's that that's when we, it kind of gets more peppy and it's like hey we're we're, we're three that's we're, when you get like the bump bump but a bump yeah it's a little more it's, it's three men on a mission now yeah which is super fun and yeah. that's and that's where that's where it became yeah that's that's sort of the brilliance of the movie yeah is it does now become this other film yet it's still the same movie yeah it only this movie only ex- like this movie, this now one hour of this movie, where it's now going to become an adventure film about three men on a hunt, yeah. only works because the other if you have that first, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So you know they're setting up shark, uh, shark tanks, uh, shark, uh, shark cages, and the little, and that the uh, tank, that the air tank, yeah. Well, what was it called again? Compre- uh, the- Oxygen tank. Oxygen tank. Man, they make a lot of points. That how very it's dangerous. Dangerous. You got to keep an eye on this tank. <laughs> that uh, oxygen tank, man. They, they they make sure they establish that a lot. Yeah. They want to make sure. Um, you- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here, I like Quint, Quint. We see it. We get a double dose of Quint's kind of folksy semen rhymes. Yeah. Here lies the body of Mary Lee. Died at the age of 103. <laughs> for 15 years, she kept her virginity. Not a bad record for this vicinity. <laughs> and then, of course, the after the sharks in the water moment, mm. he just he just kind of laughs and starts singing farewell and adieu. <laughs> and Hooper's just like, great, I'm stuck with this maniac. <laughs> this is what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he belittles me. This is the best <laughs> week ever. <laughs> uh... They're out of the water now. Yeah. Uh, Quint, uh, it's going to be hard to get the order right here. I'm yeah, no, no, that's totally right fine. Away. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so they're out in the water. Brody's chumming. Yeah. Chumming the, the thing. Mm-hmm. Ocean. Chumming, yeah. Throw in unpleasant dead fish parts. Yeah. Is the, Covered in blood. The first encounter is, is Quint in the chair with the fishing rod. No, right? Yes. Yeah, because that because they lose the fishing rod. Right. <laughs> um, or, the, you know, the line breaks. Mm. Um, 
So he Quinn is he's got this like this, this setup here where it's a chair. He straps into the chair. The the fishing rod goes into a, a thing. Yeah. Like a, a little like a, hol- no, a holster like a little it's shaped like a like a funnel yeah. basically and it hold, it keeps the fishing rod in place so that it's so secure. He he mentions in dialogue that it's piano wire. Of course, there was the <laughs> famous deleted scene where he goes and buys the piano wire. Yeah. Um, but he he mentions now that it's piano wire, um, and he feels some some something's catching. Something's right. on the line. Uh, he believes it to be the shark. Hooper is not so sure. Um, and uh, w- 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 you know, yeah. Um, sorry. Take it. Take it. Take it. Doesn't take it. Take it. So he's uh he believes the shark. Hooper is not. Uh, oh god, help me out here! I'm, I'm blank. Oh no, I'm blanking out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so the it, 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 the shark goes under the boat. Yeah, which is a problem. He's he's trying to reel it in on the thing. He, I mean, he knows he can't reel it in just with with his arm strength. Now we know. Hold on. Now this is. Did we already get to the big? What, what big? Like the big reveal? No, that's after. Okay, I believe I'm I'm ninety percent sure that's after. Okay, so right now we there's just clearly. Because yeah, we right. could we couldn't have because he because Hooper doesn't think it's the sharks. If he had seen the sharks, oh, that's that right. Makes sense. You're right. Okay. So he's 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 just I'm, trying. I mean, to... I'm getting a little foggy too. <laughs> so Quentin, in this moment, he's he's not trying to catch the shark on a fishing reel. That would be absurd. Right. But he's he's trying to bring it to the surface. Right. So that he can shoot it with harpoons, put the mm-hmm. barrels on him. Um, shark goes under the boat. He Quinn says the shark is either very smart or very dumb, <laughs> uh, which is already Quinn's kind of attributing things to the shark. Right, <laughs> thoughts above its level, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, Brody's there. He's throwing water on the line to keep it from catching on fire. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, the line it breaks, and here's the kind of first moment where where Hooper sort of realizes that maybe he's been a little arrogant, but mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't actually say it out loud. Yeah. Um, where. Uh, it, it becomes clear that it is the shark. Yeah. And uh, Quinn says, you know, we've learned one thing. You, you city college boys uh, don't don't uh, don't have the education to admit when you're wrong. Uh, and then Quint walks into the cabin. And here's a moment that always stood out to me. So they're wearing these gloves to, yeah. you know, for handling ropes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Hooper starts making faces at Quint. I love this. Bit. It, it's fu- it's super fun. But what always worried me, as a kid and still now, is he. he you know, oh, the these? side little side mouth, like he yeah. takes the two and fingers. He's wearing and... these dirty ass yeah. gloves <laughs> that I, I'm going to assume are Quince gloves that have just been touching yeah. the fish and God knows what on his yeah. <laughs> And he puts them in his mouth. And I was, I, it seems very gross to me. No, no, fair. And, but it's like, I guess in that moment, He's been on the boat for a while. He doesn't give a shit. It's so. Oh my god. Yeah, he's had Fuck enough of Quinn. You, he's dude. He's gonna make some faces at it's him. Like, but it's, that's what happens when you get in the fit. Like I met Hooper's the kind of guy when you get in a fit of mad, but you don't like yell right away. Yeah. You just it bubbles. Yeah. But you bubble it and you get it out in a weird way. For yeah. him, it was just. Dickhead, whatever you know. I love it's such a no. Again, it's it's a great little. If there's a moment I can relate to Hooper, is that the most? It's like I've been there, buddy. I've been there where you had a worker that just pisses you off, but you can't yell at them because you still got to work with them. (laughs) But when they're not looking, you go (laughs) make the face. Your mouth, fuck you to the guy. Um, And you know what? Let's let's do this. Since we can't, it's going to be hard to be sure of the order here. Yeah. Let's just talk about the all the scenes we know. Right. In whatever order they occur to us. Okay, so there's that. Let's talk about, uh, so Quinn, dr- I like, this is just a little moment, uh, but it's a nice moment. Quinn yeah. drinks the beer, crushes the beer can real impressively, <laughs> which is presumably a tin beer can. Right. It's it's weird to think about because it doesn't seem impressive impressive today because yeah. crushing an aluminum can is nothing. Yeah, we all but, do it. Yeah. But that was back in the days of tin cans. Yeah. I think. 
Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Either way, it just looks manlier. Yeah, and and then Hooper, but Hooper is kind of doing a bit. I think. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> he's, he's got like a little plastic cup of water which he drinks and then he crushes. Crushes. It's like almost as like. I see what you're doing. Yeah, I see and, what you're doing. But I can crush. I, I can crush cups too, hot Because <laughs> <laughs> like, there is this is what's kind of fun about these this this segment of the movie so far it is it's Hooper. It's basically it's basically Quint versus Hooper. Yeah, <laughs> and and poor Brody He's just caught in the middle. Caught in the middle to yeah. the point where it's like, all right, Brody, you you judge this stupid thing we're arguing about now, <laughs> and and Brody's just trying his best to not throw up. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know what? Actually, there was a great moment that I believe was before the Fisherland thing. Mm. But you know, we're talking about it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where uh, Brody was supposed to untie some line, and he ties the wrong line, and the oxygen tanks come out. Yeah, and and Quinn yells at him because you know it could have killed them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a there's it's this again proving that. Quint almost irrationally has a respect for Brody that he does not have for Hooper. <laughs> yeah, because he because he yells at Hooper about the tanks. It's like, oh, you're dumb space age tanks in the first place. <laughs> and then he kind of has this weirdly sweet moment with Brody where he's like, "Hey, Chief, next time you need to know which line to pull, just ask me." <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> like he's what? wait, he super but, has Brody's back. Because <laughs> like, like clearly Brody was the one who fucked up with the line. Yeah. Oh, but it's it's Hooper's fancy shit that <laughs> yeah. got in the way. Oh, that's so yeah. no, you're right. It's a great little like. <laughs> yeah. No, again, and that's that's again like the great bit of like character writing. Yeah, that Quint is clearly this kind of guy. So Quint's yeah. like, hey, 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 yeah. fuck that guy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> his space age tanks. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a great moment. And his chicken um, fucking wire <laughs> yeah. like cage. It's gonna die in it. Yeah, but you and me, we're gonna live anyway. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the the first big reveal of the shark here. Ah, yes. Uh, uh, Brody is chumming the uh, uh, waters, yeah. and actually, right before this moment, we do have a nice kind of bit of, of Quint being on Hooper's side. Yeah, where uh, it's Brody, It's always been Brody's job to chum the waters, and uh, he says, "You know, wh- why doesn't Hooper take a ho- turn?" Yeah, and he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't go. He doesn't go quite so far as to openly defending Hooper, mm-hmm. but he just says, "Very matter of fact, Hooper drives the boat." Because <laughs> <laughs> Hooper can drive the boat. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I can see again humanizing Brody. Um, yeah, chumming. Chummy does looks fucking terrible. Yeah, it does not look like a fun activity. And I'm sure smell is yeah. a, is a, is a million times the reason why you don't want to do it. Yeah. And so no, I can just I can just look in Brody's face. It's like a child. Yeah. Where he's like, can't someone else do it? Because <laughs> yeah. he's been doing this for days. Yeah. He's been doing this for hours, and he's just going, oh man, can someone else take a turn, please? I I've I'm the only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice, Quint too. He, I mean, he he clearly favors Brody, but he still he has that you know it, people have their jobs on the ship. Yeah. It's your job to chum. It's his job to drive. Because he at least he acknowledged. Listen, Brody Hooper knows how to ride drive yeah, a Hooper boat. Hooper drives I, this boat. I got my shit to take care yeah. of. You don't know how to do any of the things we do. You, you chum. Gotta chum. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta chum. Um, and so Brody is kind of grousing. He's like, "Yeah, you try chumming some of this shit." <laughs> and, then, and it's so good because it's just as a matter of fact. Like now he's he's like Hooper a little bit ago, <laughs> yeah. where he's also tired of Quint shit. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Why don't you fucking you chum, chum some of this shit?" shit. shit. And he, yeah. how you fucking feel? About, how you feel about it? <laughs> he throws one one scoop of chum. Yeah, and it hits the shark on the nose. And the shark is already out of the water. The best reveal. <laughs> yeah. This is the best it's just reveal. So like, oh, there's a shark. <laughs> That's the best reveal yeah. of the shark because it's a moment. It's it's the perfect bit of like you're you're you are so like not ready for it. Mm-hmm. You're kind of laughing with Brody. Yeah, it's kind of a funny moment. And just when you at the moment you never expected to come out, out comes our real look at the shark. Yeah, 
and it again clip. Just, yeah. And when he realized, like, ah, fuck. Yeah, Brody just said that iconic shot. Brody saying straight up, cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. Backing into the cabin, mm-hmm. says the iconic line, which everyone misquotes. <laughs> he says, "You're gonna need a bigger, a bigger boat. boat," which everyone says is, "We're gonna need a bigger boat." No. But the real line okay. is, "You're gonna, you're gonna need, need a bigger Quint, boat." Quint, your boat's not big enough. You're, you're gonna, gonna need, need a bigger, a bigger boat. boat. Yeah. Um. Now, allow me to to uh, shit on. 1998's Godzilla for a moment. Okay, yeah. <laughs> by all means, you're wearing a Godzilla Night 2014 T-shirt. No, no, no. Right I, now. I represent you're the, clearly a fan. I represent the current film yeah. and the franchise as a whole. Which can we just say? I'm glad to be on a sympathetic podcast because I talked to some people out there who don't fucking get it. Well, the new Godzilla is great. I love the new Godzilla. And 100 percent of Benjamin Spielberg is, is on board with that opinion. We appro- Well, here's the funny thing. We can even go into Godzilla later because Godzilla that Godzilla takes a lot. Of- Ah, this is funny. I didn't just... I tell you, hit me right now. I'm going to shit on 1998's Godzilla mm-hmm. because it took the wrong lessons from Jaws. Yeah. Whereas the ni- 2014 Godzilla... Took the right lessons. Took the right lessons. Oh, absolutely. I'm on board with that statement 100%. <laughs> and, and one of the things it took wrong is just, we're going to reference Jaws a lot. So they do a version of the... They do the version of the pier... But it's yeah. Godzilla. You know what? By the way, we mm-hmm. might need to do a bonus episode about 1998 Godzilla. I'm sorry. <laughs> because it is both a ripoff of Jaws and Jurassic Park. It's a double Spielberg ripoff. Oh, that sounds painful. All right, we'll do it. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> That'll be a bonus episode sometime. Sometime in the future. Maybe. <laughs> um, there's, oh, yeah. No, no, they, they rip off Spielberg in all the worst ways yeah. <laughs> in, in, in 1998's Godzilla. Yeah. But no, but the big one in 1998's Godzilla, the one that made me and my brother in the theater just literally almost stay in the, in the theater, oh, come on, <laughs> is, is Godzilla shows up and then he jumps over the soldiers and you have that one soldier going, we're going we're gonna to need oh, yeah. bigger guns. Oh, fuck you. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's rough. It's a rough film. It's a rough movie, but as a Jaws fan, yeah. that line is like, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, there's homage, there's ripoff, there's good homages, there's good ripoffs. Yeah. That is neither of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that happens. That happens. Uh, that, that, that famous line happens. Yeah, and yeah. Then, that's when Quint goes, well, shit. Well, yeah, Quint just kind of like, huh? <laughs> he kind of walks out quizzically, <laughs> harpoon in the hand. Yeah. And he sees the shark. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and that's when it's off, man. Yeah. Um, they get a barrel on him in this scene, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, Hooper tries a, tack- a tracker to it. And that's kind of one of the uh, early... Go ahead. No, um, sorry. I was distracted by a dog. Okay. And that uh, the barrel is also one of the first, you know, as we find out in the... And of course, again... This, the shark is still working. Yeah, the barrel is, is a is one of the tactics they use because they couldn't you they couldn't use Bruce a lot. Yeah, so in so when you see the barrel, you know that's the shark, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant because yeah, you because you're you're as afraid of the barrels as you would be of the shark. <laughs> yeah, it's really well done. And then when you lose a barrel, and that's what's great when they lose a barrel, they have to do it again. Yeah, that's what's like kind of like about the barrel system. It's like it adds tension. It adds a. Uh, uh, a visible thing they can look at and fear, but when they lose the barrel, fuck, we gotta get the barrel on there again because yeah. we that's the only way we can track where he's going. Yeah. And you know, bar- the, the, the barreled idea is a, is a brilliant maneuver and it's, it's an iconic look of just this dirty yellow barrel yeah. just swimming through the water. Yeah. And knowing that connected to it, it's a really fucking big shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, the, the pacing is really great too when, um, so Hooper has gone to get this like electronic tracker that he's gonna tie to the barrel. Yeah, and Quinn's kind of like, what are you doing? You're screwing around, <laughs> uh, and and uh, uh, you know, yeah. it's so so tight, so fast. And Quinn's and Hooper's like, give me a minute. Like, yeah. we don't have a minute, yeah. you dumb it. You yeah. know. Uh, but then Hooper's like, then Hooper gets a little cocky. He's like, don't wait for me. Yeah. He says, don't wait for me. 
uh, and he he tells Quint to fire. Yeah. Quint fires because Hooper knows the shark is close enough. Yeah. That he still has a little extra time before the slack pulls it's it so off. So cool. So then he, he lets go. Yeah. And then boom, the barrel's out. Right. Uh, oh, it's so so satisfying. Such a good scene. Um, and this is also where the this is now where the music's super in like adventure mode, yeah. and and Williams is kicking it, and just yeah. No, like, this is no, this is yeah. Like you're seeing our guys like, all right, this shit's going down. This is and here's the thing: like the movie is the shark. Everyone's afraid of the shark. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, and this is what's kind of great about this this now this, this real scene is like this is now our real chance of our guys fighting shark fighting back yeah it's minor they're not doing anything yet yeah but this is their first step but of going god damn it they got a they got a harpoon in the fin yeah. <laughs> and a barrel weighing them down yeah that's that's more than before <laughs> yeah, it's more, that's, that's the most we've had so far yeah <laughs> um what's that what do you want to talk about next what's the next shark scene? i mean are is it the i mean are is it time to just jump straight to the 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 the, the yeah. hanging out in the boat scene or is there something else before that i feel like there might be something else before that but I, i'm not thinking of it we're, yeah i'm sorry we're letting you guys down yeah. Uh, well, they they don't they have two barrels on them by that point. Yes. So the second barrel goes on them. Second barrel, because yeah, and that's the one where it's got the great thing where the barrel comes over the back of the boat and whips past Brody's head. Oh yeah, knocks oh, the glasses off. Such a good yeah, like real shot of no CGI <laughs> yeah. that went by. Just like oh shit, that almost took Roy Scheider's head <laughs> off. <laughs> Um, and what can you say about like Spielberg's directing in this part of of this segment of the film? So far? I mean, it's it's crazy. This this would this would be the part they filmed on the ocean. Yeah, and uh, and I wonder. I think I think even the this was. I would assume that this was supposed to be a much bigger part of the film because mm-hmm. they even said you know we were we were seeing the before the boat stuff first because we, the shark wasn't working. Yeah. So they I, I would I would assume a lot of that kind of came like well shit we got it we got to do stuff off the off the ocean first. <laughs> but uh, I mean yeah it's it's it's. It's. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, 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 the fact that it's watchable is yeah. an achievement because <laughs> the fact that like Spielberg's on one boat, they're on another boat filming, yeah. is just crazy. And it's like you know, like it's not. It doesn't feel like it's bobbing up and down. It doesn't feel like you yeah. need dramamine watching. Yeah, Jaws. that's the thing. Like it's it's kind of crazy that I, I again I threw up during Taken. Right on paper, it would seem like this movie would make me throw up, and right. I've, I've never once maybe even slightly uncomfortable. Taken, which is ninety percent on land, you yeah. threw up and Taken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it does feel. Yeah, it, it just it 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 does feel controlled. Yeah. Ironically, because we know they had yeah. no. And I, you know, I want to direct people who are going to get mad at me in later episodes <laughs> when I'm shitting on Spielberg to just listen. I credit where credit is due. Uh, no, I don't think anyone else could have pulled this off. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. Um, and it, no, I mean, I, I don't know what else I can say about that. Yeah, it's this, it's this weird combination of of, of naivete, yeah, confidence, and and genuine skill. Yeah, that that kind of. It gave him the audacity to try to do this, mm-hmm. and and then the 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 ability to succeed. Yeah, and it's amazing how how engaging mm-hmm. uh, this sequence is, knowing all the shit that doesn't work, and yet it works. Yeah, you know, in the end, it came together, and this is one. You know, it's one of my favorite sequences of the whole film. Is yeah. the barrel shooting scene, and yeah. it's great. Um, I don't know. I'm blanking out too. I Let's go to them hanging out on the boat. All right, we have to go. No, no, this is another iconic scene. And the thing is, we forget. I think it might just be that because this is. I mean, this is less than half the movie is them on the boat. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's it's like an hour fifteen in. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they're they're so they're hanging out on the boat. Um, they're trading scars. Quint and Hooper are trading scars. And, and what led to that again? Hoop Quint is is still trying to give Hooper shit. Yeah, but I think this is the. What's great about this little bit of business between the two is it's that moment where 
Hooper thinks he has a one up on Quint on on the damage, right? On 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 an injury. And what's so good about this moment of them sharing scars is the realization is this is now when they both realize, oh yeah, we we we, we have we have way more than common. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just like, oh, we both know a lot about sharks. Oh, we both are semen. This is where the two men both kind of like like laugh at each other going, holy shit, you got that too? Yeah, no, you, let me show you what I got. You also got a big old scar on your oh, leg. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's fucked up. Let me show you yeah. my thing. Yeah. And this is, that's how, truth be told, like, you know, like I've had, you know, I remember meeting guys or meeting people like I don't like in the beginning. Yeah. Like they just rub me the wrong way. But it does take a bizarre moment of agreement. Yeah. To actually start unlocking that other person and how you actually, you know, how they actually can start talking to them. And all of a sudden, yeah. And then I feel that's what's so great about this scene it's with a, them. Yeah, it's a very real moment. Very real moment. And, it, and, and, you know, and like I said, when you look at it before, when you see, you know, like the, the moonshine drinking bit, when you see Hooper feeling that the shark, the tiger shark is not the real shark and yeah. Quint does, yeah. when you start seeing that they both know enough about boats. It was almost like now you can look at that scene going, well, this was inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't see it before, but you now yeah. you've seen it before. You've seen it a bunch of times. You can look at those early scenes and go, oh, yeah, like eventually yeah. these two guys are going to see something agree. They're going to get some kind of agreement out of this. Yeah. And that's what's so great about this bit. And, you know, Brody's relieved because these two guys have stopped fighting each other yeah. for one night. And he kind of maybe wants to join in, kind of looks at what might be an appendix scar. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, you know what? No, let them have their moment. <laughs> well, I think too, because he, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer in his because it's like, I don't got, I got nothing. I don't know how to include myself in this yeah. conversation. Um, let me ask you this. Mm. What is your favorite scar or injury mentioned in this scene? Because I've got one. <laughs> right here. <laughs> blah, 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 girl's name. Moffat. I know her last name was Moffat. Moffat. She broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. My favorite is uh, Quint. Uh, I was <laughs> there's so many there's like five details in it that I love. Mm-hmm. He was at an Oki bar in San Francisco <laughs> celebrating my third wife's demise. <laughs> Big Chinese fella pulled me over out of town. I like that he was at an Oki bar. <laughs> that he's been married multiple times. Yeah. And that he says demise. <laughs> he was celebrating his third wife's demise. Uh, I like this the not quite racist, but the folksy way he says, big Chinese fella. <laughs> and then I like that he kind of trails off and you can't understand what he's saying at the end. Uh, oh, I love that one. Um, Who the fuck married Quint? Well, at least three, <laughs> three women. Times, three at least women, three women. Three women Quint. apparently married Quint. Holy crap. I can see it, though. I mean, I would assume on some level they're Lady Quint. <laughs> <That's, laughs> they're, they're all gruff-looking women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Brody, in an, an ill-fated attempt to include himself in the conversation, yeah. points out a scar and Quint and says, what's that one? Yeah. And he, Quint kind of tries to brush it off. He says, ah, tattoo removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, Hooper, yeah. not realizing the, the seriousness of the tattoo, <laughs> says, let me guess, let me guess. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, and why would he, right? Yeah. No, and it's, and no, and Quint, is at this point, Quint and Brody, like, Quint and, and Hooper are like, all right, we're buddies now. Yeah. So Hooper, Quint doesn't, like, tell him to shut the fuck up. He's like, no, I, no I'll tell you. Yeah, and, he says, that, Mr. Hooper, that was the USS Indianapolis. Oh, and I love just seeing Richard Driver, like, Hooper's face well, it just, just changes drops. Because Hooper knows what, he, what that is. Yeah. And he knows what happened. Yeah. Brody clearly does not. Yeah, because Brody is still kind of smiling. He says, "What happened?" <laughs> yeah, and oh no, that's that's again, that's great. No, yeah. and, and that's that's a reason for exposition in a place that fits. Yeah, and as long, yeah, because like you no, know, it's it's the seriousness of it is important by Hooper's reaction. Yeah, because Hooper reacts to, it, "Oh my God, you're wait, wait, whoa, you were on that boat. Yeah, you were on that ship." 
And that shows, like, that's already setting your brain going, what happened on the ship? Oh, shit. And what I didn't realize until I watched The Shark is Still Working Mm -hmm. is that, like, the the news of that was, like, not huge, was not, like, public knowledge. Yeah. Until, to the point where that, it was classified when the book came out. Right. And they, it was only new, so, as as I think there was a line in the documentary, America found out about this through Jaws, (laughs) which is weird to think about, and also kind of perfect for the movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's, Um, because it it sounds like such a horrible, far-fetched, big, horrible thing. uh, But it was real. But it was real. And uh, I think the haunting moment of me is hearing, like, uh, in the documentary for, uh, is where Peter Benchley is like, was it his assistant or a friend of Peter Benchley? Mm-hmm. Was like, you know, basically so like, I, you know, I, I can't, some, for some reason she had to cancel something. Mm-hmm. And Peter Benchley's like, why? What happens? Like, um, my husband was on the USS Indianapolis and I never knew what happened to him until Jaws. That's, yeah. Or something like that. And I'm like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's a great, that story you know, you know, this is the Quint scene. Yeah. This is like the, and I love the idea that, because like, I loved hearing that John Mielis wrote a nine-page version of this Twelve-page. <laughs> Twelve-page version. And I actually, this is a weird little anecdote mm-hmm. I have. Uh, my my dad, uh, he's my dad's an editor, mm. among other things. Mm-hmm. But he, he works with this woman who, um, she she works for, uh, she she's a professor at Cal State Fullerton. She works with uh, helping people re- uh, repair speech. Okay. And she, John Millius is one of one of the people she's helped. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, and so she, my my dad mentioned, oh, my son's a huge fan, and then she's like, oh, give him this, and she gave him his email address. Cool. <laughs> and so I emailed John Millius, telling him how much I loved the speech and how much I loved his work. He yeah. didn't email back, right? But it was just, I mean, that was really cool. Oh. I got to email John Millius and say, hey, I really love the Indianapolis speech in Jaws. Oh, holy shit! And everything else you've ever done, <laughs> uh, Conan as well. <laughs> yeah, talked about Conan definitely. Red Dawn. Talked about but... the fact that he is on my list of role models <laughs> on my whiteboard in my room. <laughs> Uh, um, no, and that's wow. First off, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's like, hopefully one day he'll like bury through his email. Like, oh, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but no, and, yes. I, uh, but by yeah. the way, if you haven't seen the Millions documentary, oh, it's oh, great. You yeah, have it's called Millions. It. It's on Netflix. Watch it. It's watch amazing. it. It's amazing. Uh, um, everyone out there. And for those who don't know, John Millions, uh, in addition to to writing and directing some really great films, yeah, writing the Indianapolis speech, the original draft at least, which Robert Shaw. Here's what kind of bugs me. By the way, mm-hmm. everyone talks about how Robert Shaw ad libbed the speech. <laughs> Which what what Robert Shaw did was cut down a twelve page right. speech to a five page speech. Well, that's and I'm not trying to discredit Robert Shaw, but I feel like John Millis does not get enough credit for that. Well, no, the, what happened like the myth of yeah, uh, yeah, like the urban legend of that speech. Yeah. It's been, it's it's like it's basically a game of telephone. Yeah, because yeah, like it's been known that there was a lot of improv moments in Jaws. Yeah, um, if any, you know, like we've established, we talked about the scene with Brody and his son. Yeah, um, I th- is correct me if I'm wrong, but is the you're gonna need a bigger boat. An improv line. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it, there's a, so that's, that's known knowledge and lore of Jaws, yeah. of making a Jaws. So it sounds cool yeah. that you say, oh, and Robert Shaw, that yeah. fucking amazing speech, <laughs> yeah. all made up. <laughs> when you, but when you, then, then when you backtrack and you go, eh, well, hold on. <laughs> and there is, I mean, there's a whole story to it because I forget the name, but it was like a producer or somebody who mm-hmm. kind of had the idea for the speech. Right. And had like maybe like a, a draft kind of. Right. And then Milius wrote the 12 page version. Yeah. <laughs> and then Robert Shaw kind of, and I think, I think he did, I think the Doll's Eyes line was an, a Robert Shaw improv. Mm-hmm. I think that line was. That's but so the bulk of it was John Milius. But that line's good though. Yeah, oh, it is that, a good that, line. That's a great. And that's why I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to discredit Robert no, no. Shaw. No, like, but the bulk of the speech was written by John Milius and uh, he's a, 
I'm a big fan. I just want, yeah. I just want John Moose to get all the credit he deserves. No, no especially even for what little he, you know, for what little survived uh, yeah. of his speech. You know, because obviously, you know, it's, yeah, 12 pages. Made a fucking yeah. impact, though. Made an impact. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, Robert Shaw clearly did a good amount of, and that's where I think the, the, the misinformation comes from. Yeah. Robert Shaw reworked the speech for it to be usable yeah. in yeah. a feature film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he deserves all the credit for cutting that down to something that they could film yeah. easily and yeah. be kept into the film. <laughs> yeah. Not have a 12 minute monologue <laughs> in the middle of the shark movie. Yeah. Despite how brilliant it might have been. Yeah. Um, and it would have been. And it would have been. Oh man. Mm, yeah. Do I want to, I want to read that one day, but um, and uh, I didn't quite finish saying this before. Yeah. But for people who don't know John Melius, yeah, um, if you've seen The Big Lebowski, Walter and The Big Lebowski is based on John Melius. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine that person. <laughs> He's the guy who wrote the the speech, and it kind of fits. I mean, Walter in The Big Lebowski has some moments that are kind of Indianapolis. Oh yeah, 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 very Quintish. <laughs> Quintish, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that we have that, and then again, the great kind of great that they had this barrel device yeah. because they, they give that speech and then they kind of, everyone just kind of is sad in the boat yeah. for a minute. And then, um, Quinn starts singing his classic song, farewell and adieu, you fair Spanish ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, Hooper changes it to a song he knows, which is, you know, now, now kind of iconically associated with Jaws. Yeah. Show me, me the way to go, go home. Boom, boom, boom. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago, and it went right to my head. That song um, became my little thing with my buddies in marching band. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I said, you know, like, we got really tired. Nice. Whenever any of us gets really tired on a, at a tournament or whatever, yeah. one of us goes, Show me the way to go home. When the other guy starts picking up, we're like, oh. I'm tired. I don't know. So you get, like, four dudes... Yeah. Singing this in the back of the bus. <laughs> Maybe a teacher or a parent. Shut up! Yeah. <laughs> I want to also highlight Roy Scheider in this scene. He's providing a very awesome, a very great baritone. Yeah. On, <laughs> like he's hitting the. Maybe your dad's parts. onto something. Right? <laughs> and also, I feel like uh, it's a weird little detail. Like maybe I'm not going to say definitely. I'm going to say that there's a five percent chance of this. Yeah. But I feel like maybe Brody was in a barbershop quartet at one point because he, because <laughs> he's he's he seems to be taking the song a little more seriously. Than either Quint or Hooper. That feels appropriate, might I? <laughs> um, and he's he's doing he's doing great drumming too on the table. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, Brody was clearly some sort of musician. Yeah, maybe in college. I mean, uh, maybe that's just the all that jazz influence. He's got music. That's in true. His blood. He did did he did play Fosse, so yeah. he's uh, a musical man. But that's what's so great about them singing that moment at the end of the the scene. Like it's uh, first off, it, it's it's a it's a clear unifying thing. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Brody knows the song. Yeah. Quint knows the song. They're all. They're tired. Yeah, they want to go. They want to go home. They go to bed. No, it's it's a great little. No, this you know. Whenever people talk about here, by the way, what's that? Sorry, there's sirens, so I said my my rights here. Okay, (laughs) it's it's a reflex. (laughs) Okay, but no, like every time, no, like people when people talk about Jaws, Mm -hmm. um, people who love the film, yeah. They will, you know, like yes, of course, the 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 use of music, the editing, the 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 horror, blah blah blah, but real guys who real folks who love this movie mm-hmm. i feel like they will say that scene yeah because this is the reason we love the movie yeah it's not the flash it's not the visual effects yeah. it's not the the thrills it's there but we love this movie because we like these characters yeah and we like and this this scene is where we 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 see it the most yeah 
Um, and then again, the barrel, the, what, it's so fortunate that they had this barrel device, because then we have this nice scene, this, this sort of breath of air where we're just like, they're tired, they want to go ahead, <laughs> we understand, we like these guys, and, and, and they're having this moment of levity, levity yeah. and then we just see it, and, the, and we just cut to a, a super wide shot of a barrel mm-hmm. with the little tracking beeper that Hooper put on it. Yeah. Coming towards the boat, yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, God damn, damn it. it, no breaks. They were tired and they wanted <laughs> to go to bed. <laughs> and they can't even sleep on the boat. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the shark starts ramming the boat, much yeah. like the shark uh, that Ellen saw in the picture that caused her to bring yeah. Michael back in the water, which proves, hey, shit, that research helped, or that <laughs> yeah. research is accurate. Yeah. Um, then we're seeing the boat, like this pole, start developing. Yeah. It's uh, it's not looking good, <laughs> and it escalates into a combination fight with the shark slash attempt to stop the boat from sinking, <laughs> um, which carries them into daybreak. Right, it, it's because it's light out by the end of the scene. Right, um, and they 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 they're fighting the shark. I believe they might put another they put a, a barrel on them. In they the put scene, another barrel. So, yeah, um, and then the shark takes off, um, and. Uh, the boat, the boat's in trouble. Smoke's coming out. It's mm. flooding with water, uh, and and Brody he he retreats into the cabin to call for help. Yeah, he's calling the thing, and then uh. Quince, <laughs> like a true maniac, comes in with a baseball bat and just smashes the radio. Uh, and then uh, and Brody's yelling, him, "You're certifiable, Quint. You're certifiable." And, and Quint does something that is maybe for me the most the moment in this film that I've imitated the most <laughs> where Brody is losing his mind screaming at Quint and Quint just goes ah <laughs> and wave, waves his hand at him which I'll tell you I'll tell you when I do that it's anytime you know I, I have two dogs and I and I I work with dogs I work at a dog daycare yeah anytime an animal sasses me like if an animal is growling but I know it's not serious growling they're just yeah. growling because they want attention yeah. like ah <laughs> every single time it's, it always makes me smile it always I always enjoy it uh it's so fun That's and good. i i'm gonna suggest you, people in your life start doing that when you feel it's appropriate yeah yeah just you don't want to hear it <laughs> ah. um why do you why did he smash it up because he wants to kill the shark himself yeah he, it's his he's journey. a greedy little he didn't even want anyone to come on the boat with him i yeah. mean he said that in his very first in his first thing with the nails on the chopper he said yeah. that that great line you know I, I don't want no mates there's too many captains on this island yeah. Uh, so he he wants as much I mean, glory. He wants the glory for himself. Right. Um, which uh, would 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 lead him on the path to ruin. <laughs> um, so they they so now they're trying to they've they've got it. Uh, I forget when, but at a certain point the shark rips the 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 cleats out of the thing. Yeah. Um, they were they have been trying to lead him back to shore. Yeah. It both destroys the boat because Quinn overpowers the engine and rips the cleats out. Yeah. So they're they're I mean they're lost at sea at this point. Right. Um, and that's then Quint in, in a moment of desperation. And what I, I I realized watching this is the it's the last time we hear from Quint. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, "Hooper, what about that cage and that that strychnine or whatever you had the poison?" Yeah. Um, and uh, Brody is not optimistic. He thinks there's no way we can get this. And, and Quint's like, "Maybe if I if I can get him in the eye or the mouth <laughs> with the because th- it's a little needle." <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and they start building the cage. And it's funny, right? Like it, Quint. Is this where Quint's at? Quint looks at Hooper. All right, we'll do your, your thing. Your, your, your turn, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're building the cage, and I want to highlight something in the cage that I enjoyed. Mm. Uh, so there's a, a montage as they're building the cage. 
um, and one one shot in the in the in the montage as they're putting the cage in the water. Brody has taken his shirt off for just the one shot, which is just a nice little detail. It's like, all right, well, I gotta get to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what, what what's great about like Quint ag- agreeing to this is definitely the it's they just had their bonding moment. Yeah. And I think what's that is now like it's it's it kind of reminds me it's it's the little it's the little choices a character will make that shows you like how they've grown and yeah. how they've accepted something. Yes. So when Quint you know, realizes his, his, sh- what he's got left and just, and goes with Hooper. Like, all right, explain to me one more again how that works. Yeah. Uh, this works like this. So do you think that can work? <laughs> he's willing to try it yeah. now and he's willing to listen to the, to the guy. Yeah. And that's saying a lot on Quint's, uh, on Quint's own growth. Yeah. It's like, all right, do it. And he's not even belittling him. He's not saying smart guy or, or college kid. He's like, all right, yeah let's build it let's build it let's build it let's build it, let's build it. yeah um so yeah so then we, we hooper's in the cage yeah and this scene is very interesting yeah uh sharks come in the cage the the, the production of a scene too one of my uh, again one of my favorite stories about working on jaws is the insane recklessness of this scene <laughs> where they had had um uh i forget their last name but ray and valerie mm. uh the the shark researchers who, who, who Voorhees. no Voorhees is that's alice kintner's real name oh you're right okay um uh, I forget Ray and Valerie are their first names. I, I know at least. Um, they so they 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 filmed this shot, yeah. And they said, you know, um, we we got a problem here. The shark is thirteen. A, a real shark is thirteen feet. Your shark is twenty five feet. And uh, there's a line in the shark over that I love, where he said, where it's it's Ray saying, and they said, oh, we'll send you a small man. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so they get this little guy, <laughs> and they get a little tank, <laughs> so that so that the shark looks bigger. And uh, what they didn't think was just because someone is smaller doesn't mean they breathe less air. <laughs> so, so he almost died <laughs> because the tank only had eight minutes yeah. of air. Yeah, because it's a small tank. Yeah. <laughs> so he he panics, rightfully so. Yeah. Panics, and gets the hell out of the cage, gets back up in the boat. Yeah. Uh, and that's when the shark gets on top of the cage and yeah. is trapped and starts flailing around. And we see that in the movie. That's a real shark. Yeah. And it flails, and it's it's. It's Finn catches the little guy whose name I forget. I feel so bad. I keep calling him the little guy, but it, it catches it, hits him in the face, mm. and he sees uh, hydraulic fluid that the shark had had kind of spilled loose in his in his flailing, yeah. and thinks it's his blood, yeah. and refused to get in the tank after that. Yeah, and so it's that great '70s recklessness in filmmaking that you don't really see anymore. Yeah, um, and uh, and it's also the reason why Hooper lives. Yeah, <laughs> because Hooper dies in the book. He was supposed to die in the movie. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for the book, sorry. <laughs> um, and the only reason he survived is because they had this great footage of the shark flailing around on the tank that showed nobody in the tank. Right. So they couldn't use that footage yeah. without, it, 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 continuity-wise, it wouldn't make sense. So like, okay, well, I guess, I mean, we want to use that footage, so I guess Super lives. <laughs> um, and it's funny, too, because you can even imagine, like, there, there could have been another moment yeah. to kill Hooper off yeah. in the water. I mean, it's not like, you know, there wasn't a way to do it. But, but at that point, it, it would have it would have broken momentum. It would have it would have kind yeah. of broken the flow. And also, truthfully, you know what? Like, well, I'll get to that in a moment. I'll, I'll get to that. My thought in a minute. We're gonna talk about the alternate ending. Not so much that, but we'll go okay. to um, we'll go further with where we're at. So the sharks got stuck in the cage. So we're back on the boat. Uh, Quentin and Brody are trying to pull up the cage, but they can't because the shark is on top of it. Right. And then they finally do, and and Hooper's not in it, and they're like, "Well, shit." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> 
the shark, and then the, the shark, he starts eating the boat, just just like yeah. happened to Hoover when he was a kid. The shark is eating yeah. the boat. He gets up on the boat. Yeah, he pulling. He like just flops himself. Yeah, he flops in, overturns the boat. <laughs> Boat's going down. Yeah. Quint's sliding down. He's reaching on. He can't grab on anything. Yeah. Yep. And he goes into the shark's mouth. Yep. He's stabbing with the machete, uselessly. It's not, <laughs> it's not doing the job. Yeah. And Quint dies. And I necessarily, truthfully, it, it, necessarily it, truthfully, but it still hurts. Oh, it hurts. Still Don't hurts. get me wrong. Every time it hurts. And it, it's fair to say Quint didn't go out like a like a chump. No. No, he did try to fight his way, but Quint knew, you know, like bound to happen sooner or later. Like, but you know. and especially talking about after the Indianapolis story of how terrifying yeah. it was waiting to be killed by a shark. Yeah. I'll never put on a life jacket again. Yeah. And then he is killed by a shark. Yeah. It's just, it's just like God. Fuck. <laughs> I just, I want, I want, I want Quint to be the the old guy in the in the bar in the beach town, telling <laughs> stories of the time he fought the shark. Yeah. And it's never gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, heartbreaking. Yeah. But yeah. necessary for the film. Right. Um, so now, now Brody. So now Brody's alone. Brody's the <laughs> dipshit who doesn't who doesn't know what he's doing on a boat. Can't tie a knot. Brownie Hill goes into the hole. Can't figure it out until the shark's already there. Yeah. Uh, He's scrambling around. Tark, mm-hmm. t- Tark. The shark uh, pushes its way into the cabin, which is where Brody is. It's interesting because, like, Bruce is uh, looking for... This is the interesting thing, right? Bruce, at this point, the shark Bruce, yeah. is not looking like a brand new shark. No. He's looking like he's been through some shit. Yeah. And I think to its benefit. Yes. This isn't... The sh- it looks like... He, it almost... If you look at it too long, it looks like the rubber's coming off. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the, the, the things are... Looks pe- if you look at it too long. Yeah. But in the glimpses that is so perfectly edited as is till this day, yeah. he looks like this like horrified wreck of just this wreck of a thing. Fueled by hate. Yeah, <laughs> just <it's>... like <laughs> just well, you know, finish the, the fucking job. If the devil gave <laughs> I can't I fuck, I forgot the whole thing. If the devil gave if the devil had a mouth, it would be Jaws. Something, oh, fuck. I forgot the slogan. I'm gonna of look that. it up. Uh, that's the tagline for the film's ad campaign. Um, yeah. But no, it's it, he looks like this. This ragged, disgusting creature. I'm not confident with this Google. And, and, um, Hold it, keep talking. I'm gonna find so, it. So you know, Brody's like scrambling, and he's bursting out. Fucking the shark is. Mm, okay, is, I got it. Right. Sorry, it's Go as ahead. if God created the devil and gave him jaws. jaws. It's as if God, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, but yeah, so Brody's scrambling. He yeah. finds one of the oxygen tanks, which we've been reminded several times are highly volatile. Uh, <laughs> hits the shark in the head. Right. He shoves, throws, throws it in the mouth. Yeah. Grabs a sh- like a pistol, I think, or a shotgun. Uh, a rifle, yeah. Gra- grabs a rifle, climbs up, tries to get, grabs a harpoon. Yeah. Um, and the shark takes off. Yeah. Uh, and and he's got a, a very long spirit. He's, he's stabbing at the shark yeah. as he's climbing up on the mast. And it's, it's funny, too, because you see he's stabbing the shark... It's not doing much. I mean, what else do you do? What else do you do? Yeah. He knows it's not doing... Yeah, yeah. like, we see it's not doing much, but he's... But he's just doing whatever he can. Exactly. Um, And the shark kind of swims around seemingly to come back at him. Yeah. Uh, And he's he's got the rifle, so he's shooting at him. Right. And he's... I don't don't even know if Brody's necessarily thinking of shooting the oxygen tank until that last shot. Yeah. He's just shooting, and he's like, come on. Oh, I guess he is, because he's saying, show me your... Show me that mouth. Show me your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. He's shooting, he's shooting, he, he gets a few shots, and nothing happens, and then finally he says... Smile, you son of a... 
and then it explodes, and a very and I guess I guess technically this would be the goriest scene of the movie, but it's not human blood. Who's, who cares? It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the shark blows up, and just huge blood and shark chunks everywhere. It's it's funny. I always for some reason I, I sometimes think back on uh, on on Deep Blue Sea, the the most yeah. the, the more the only last the last big Hollywood attempt of doing a shark film. Yes, and. It's it's like this funny thing with Deep Blue Sea, which I think is a is a totally enjoyable B minus movie. Yeah, I've not seen it except for the famous scene of of uh, of, of uh, Jackson. Fantastic. Yeah, okay, totally enjoyable. It's a B minus C plus movie. But if you're in the right mood to watch that silly C grade Jaws ripoff, but there's like more than one. Yeah, totally enjoyable. Um, but there's the big finale explosion at the end. Yeah, and it's almost if like they went, it's got to be bigger than the one in Jaws. <laughs> Because we're gonna do it, we're gonna blow up the sharks, but we can't be. We have to be bigger. So it's like an atomic level, yeah, explosion. Just too big, <laughs> of too big for its own good, and yeah. it's appropriate for Deep Blue Sea. But it's funny to think like you're gonna do a shark movie. You're gonna blow up the shark at the end. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta go bigger than Jaws. Yeah, you can't be the same go amount. Than Jaws or go home. <laughs> you gotta be, go bigger than Jaws or go home. Yeah, um, yeah, shark millions blows of pieces. Up. blows shark's up. Blows up. Dead. Hooper swims up. Yeah. It's like, hey man, I'm alive. Yeah. And there's a nice, again, beautiful, subtle moment. It just, Quint. Nah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I like that Hooper did live in the end. Yeah. That's why I like Hooper. Because it gives us that moment, yeah. It gives us this moment. It gives a little closure. It doesn't, it's not so lonely. Yeah, it's not so lonely. And it gives us that just little bit of levity of, you know, what day is this? Wednesday. No, I think it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I think the tide's with us. Just that little bit of like little ray of, ray of light at the end. And I feel like, again, no, now that we've had Duel, now we have Sugar Land Express, and we've, we've seen this, and despite watching Columbo, not the same category <laughs> in this regard, but watching these three theatrical uh, three feature films, and like each of these films ends, the first two films end with a solo shot of a survivor yes. in a situation dealing, uh, thinking on his own. Yeah. Um, be it the main character in, in Duel, be it the, the, the officer in Sugarland Express, yeah. um, they're observing and just the, sh- the camera pulls out and it's just them in silhouette, just, you know, like thinking about what the fuck just happened and what do they do now? Yeah. And it's very depressing. Yes. So I almost feel like Spielberg, almost another reason why he kept Hooper alive. Yeah. Spielberg was like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> that is three movies in a row where yeah. I have a sad survivor yeah. dealing with the impact. I gotta get some buddies. I gotta get some a little some happier. Some buddy action. Some going. buddies action. I yeah. gotta get a little bit of a happier ending. Um, and in almost in a weird way, Quint's fate seems fitting for Quint. Yeah. Not Hooper. Yeah. I would argue that. It's not so much I want the guys to live. It's like, yeah. Quint, it, that was the way Quint wanted to go out. Yeah. If he was to choose death, I think he wanted to have been killed like that. Go and, out fighting. Go out fighting. Hooper killed by a shark, yes, but not in a life jacket. Fighting. Not in a life jacket. Yeah. Like so, not just not waiting for it, like fighting. Yeah, fighting, and that's yeah. he gets that. Yeah. And Hooper living, yeah, like Hooper like having Hooper and Brody get that, you know, surviving at the end. And yeah, we know they're gonna be fine, but it's still unknown. Yeah. Because we've got some all the way back. We know there's Lance near because we see seagulls. Yes. But still it's very like like a quieter, somber, not a super heroic yay. Yeah. We got that with the explosion of the shark. Yeah. But it's it's a little bit of just, mm. Just like, you can take a breath. <laughs> you can take a breath. Finally. Um, Congratulate. Yeah. You guys, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the original ending? Please. Yeah. Uh, so the original ending was uh, Brody would shoot the shark. It blows up. That yeah. happens the same. 
Uh, but instead of Hooper swimming up, instead five more sharks would would be seen swimming up yeah, in the distance. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I, I think it makes sense why they would consider that. Yeah. I think that is if they're doing the straight up very horror heavy Jaws. Right. I think that totally makes sense for that movie. Right. But then it, it would have just been the kind of uh, the really good horror movie. Right. Not it wouldn't have been Jaws. And I think that's in the end that's what made Jaws so good. Yeah. That's it's not just a thriller. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. And and it doesn't feel like it's jarring. It doesn't feel like, oh, now we're a comedy. Now yeah. we're a family film. Now yeah. we're a political drama or whatever. It's 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 a bunch of little movies that feel like one movie. Yeah. And I agree. No, that ending, it's a, the almost Twilight Zone-ish ending of, you won, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. but mostly you're fucked. Yeah. No, it's, that's not the ending to that movie. Yeah. That doesn't feel right. You know, um, I'm... You're right. I, I can see a version of that movie, but not that movie. Yeah. Like a version where it's bloodier and gorier and etc. Yeah, it would it would be good, but yeah. it wouldn't be as good as Jaws. And, and it's not the reason. Part of the and this is you know you to quickly you know we have to bring up to bring up Jaws. Yeah. We have to bring up the fact that essentially Jaws created the modern blockbuster. Yeah. And to do so, what made it the modern blockbuster is that it had a rewatchable ability. Yes. And part of the rewatchability is that in the end, people want entertainment they can be happy with. You cannot get that if the ending is Brody's <laughs> fucked with nine sharks around him. Yeah, you have to have an. And you have to know that the heroes survive and the heroes are good. Yeah, um, to a point, obviously, you, yeah. sacrifices make the movie have meat. Yeah, and death, and then 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 losing a character that you like makes the movie mean something more. You know, so you lose Quint. It's terrible. It sucks, but because but you care. That's what makes a movie like Jaws work. Yeah, um, you care about these guys, and I think that's one of the biggest mistakes in a lot of like big blockbuster attempts from that point on yeah is that they're trying to go flash and they're always forgetting in the end what people connect to a film especially a movie like jaws especially a movie like avengers especially a movie like star wars they like the characters yeah and that drives me nuts when they don't think that yeah. <laughs> it's it's boggles my mind like how can you make a movie like you know this and then put so much money in this but not think about character yeah like it, it's foolish foolish it's ridiculous and jaws wasn't even trying to make that kind of movie yeah they were just trying to make a good movie yeah the irony is they <laughs> ended up creating an amazing an movie. amazing movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i got some miscellaneous notes here that sure. we, we kind of wrapped up mm -hmm. um there was a moment in, uh just some stuff i picked up in the shark is still working uh Richard Dreyfus claims, I don't know if this is true, but Richard <laughs> Dreyfus claims this. And he's, to be honest, he seemed a little out of it in this interview. I, I, I think Richard, Richard Dreyfus in the later years is closer to Quint more than he ever has been. Yeah. Uh, um, I love the guy still, but I, I was like, oh, you're a little off the. He claimed that uh, in Australia, they use the Jaws theme to warn, uh, to <laughs> warn swimmers to get out of the water, which he kind of had a good point of, which is if you're swimming and you hear that theme, there's no way you're staying in the water. <laughs> um, uh, which I, I I don't know if that's true. I would like to believe that's true, but uh, any of our Australians say, listeners, I'm sure there are many of you. We've got an English one. That's, we have that's close, right? <laughs> that's pretty close. At least call somebody. From I mean, there. it's closer than California. It is. Or is that is that true? Yeah, it has to be. Uh, it's just on a postcard. We lost Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> we got dude. <laughs> Damn it. Um, no, so that, I like that, and also, and also in that, and when he's talking about that, Richard Dreyfus uh, just like sings the, you know, sings the uh, hums, whatever you want to call it, yeah, the iconic Jaws theme that everybody knows, 
and he does it wrong. It's, it's very weird. <laughs> it's not the it's not the theme. <laughs> He's an old man, yeah. you know. Um, how I you, still love Richard Dreyfuss. I, I still, love. I still adore the man. If I, I want to see him in more things, I yeah. know he's kind of picking and choosing now. Yeah, I mean, it was a few years ago now, but he was great in W. As, yeah, as Oh, he was for, he was fantastic in that. Yeah. Did you ever see him in? Did you see him in? I think it was Piranha, the Piranha remake. Yeah, I did. Where he was basically fact. doing a riff. Yeah. On Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird. That's a weird snake and it's eating its own tail thing yeah. because that's a remake of a movie that in turn was Joe Dante taking the piss off of Jaws, yeah. but they remake it into a modern movie that has Richard Dreyfus play a kid version of his character it's, in it's Jaws. Weird, it's a weird chain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's that. There's, there's a story that I'd heard before watching the shark is still working but they, they tell it in there and it's it's always heartbreaking to me yeah. the story of, of of what became of the orca yeah uh, oh so and you know spielberg seems to have come to a place where he has moved on and he even thinks of it as a good thing that the orca was destroyed right but uh i gotta say i i'm still mad at that backlot <laughs> director uh he spielberg tells a story of how he uh the the orca was on the universal backlot and every once in a while he would just kind of go and and sit in the orca, sit in the cabin of the orca, yeah. and kind of look at you know look at it, remember this time in his life, and and what this movie meant to him, what it what it made for him, yeah. And then one day he was off you know filming or something, mm-hmm. and um, or no he went to go he went to go visit the orca, yeah, and it wasn't there, yeah. And so he called the backlot manager, and he and he said you know what happened? And they said oh you know the wood was rotting, so you know we just we we just we just took some axes and, and chainsaws and we. We hacked it up, and we, and we, we shouldn't sent it off to be used as timber. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and Spielberg says, he's like, you know, I feel bad for the guy that answered the phone that day, because he just tore into him. And I, I say rightfully so. No, rightfully so. It's like you just found out that, like, yeah. your like, childhood home. Yeah, and the childhood home, which is also an iconic piece of film yeah. history. Yeah. Like, uh... You know, uh, Archie Bunker's chair didn't make it to Smithsonian. What happened? Oh, you know, it was an old chair. We we, we put it out in the alley with a free sign. I'm on sorry. It. No, it's, this, just, yeah. it's Archie Bunker's chair. Yeah, this is this huge. This is the the fucking orca. With the other- and they just they they turned it into firewood. It's like, how old are you? How old are you? <laughs> yeah. Did you see Jaws? Uh, I haven't got around. You haven't got. What are you doing working at Universal Studios? I mean- <laughs> It hurts me. It hurts me to this day. No, and I hearing him talk about why he went, why he kept going over there. It's yeah. like, you know, like it's a reminder to him, like this movie, this experience, as horrific and terrible. Yeah, it was, we didn't really get into that, but like the set was just it, a horrible time for everybody involved. It almost they all like, thought they were making a bomb. Yeah, it, nothing. The shark wasn't working, as they, they've said, and it just horrible delays. They were supposed to shoot for like a month and a half, and they ended up shooting for like seven months. Yeah, you something like that? Have you ever heard? There is. I've been trying to find. I've been trying to find online. It, I, I it apparently doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But apparently, I saw a short film that was on Sci-Fi Channel a long time ago, mm-hmm. and they had a, they used to have a series called Exposure. Yeah. And exposure was they just showed a bunch of really neat short films okay. from upcoming directors or guys who, you know, or guys from the or guys was old stuff like Tim Burton and Robert Zemeckis, whatever. Um, there's a short film they did, and it was a movie called The Shark Is Not Working. Huh. And it was a comedic fictional take on the making of Jaws. They never say it's Jaws. Huh. They never refer to them as. They never say who they are. They, they, clearly, this the main character is a guy playing Spielberg. Yeah. And he has a buddy who's bearded, wearing a plaid shirt, yeah. who's visiting him on set. <laughs> we know who that is. Yeah. 
Um, Should I do it? No, 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 you're good. good. Is there something coming Um, through? They're they're clearly shooting in something that looks similar to Martha's Vineyard. Um, And the movie's catalyst of the movie is that it's the the first week that the shark is finally getting ready to be launched on set. And a young, the young director is showing his buddy, like the mechanical shark. And he's like, oh, dude, I got to show you this. This looks great. And like he pulls out a remote control. He's like, oh, look, the mouth moves and the shark's mouth's moving. And, and, you know, his buddy's like, hey, and, you know, his friend's like, hey, are you sure you should be doing this? Yeah. You should be, he was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's my first film. <laughs> it's going to be great. All of a sudden, like, the, ta- the, the tail fin smacks a, a piece of wood. And then all of a sudden, this big thing smacks into the nose of the shark. A big sparks come out. And then you see these two dope, you see the two guys looking dopey as fuck going, uh-oh. And they just run out. Oh, man. That and, sounds really interesting. And then the next day, you see a bunch of, you hear the crew guys going, the shark's not working. <laughs> Repeat, the shark's not working. Which they talk about in, this, in the doc. And um, the only, the movie's, yeah, the idea of playing Spielberg is a young dope and realizing he's the one that is the reason the shark didn't work is kind of oh, funny. Oh, man. The, I want to see this, but you you cannot, you have not I found it. I tried to find it before oh. the, tonight's... Uh, I can't even find IMDb. How fucked up is that? Huh. Um, and I might even get the title. Oh, no, wait. Maybe that's... that's in development. Uh, but um, what's kind of funny, too, is the one thing that's, uh, that, uh, that doesn't work in, the, in this little short film and hopefully someone out there knows what I'm talking about because maybe uh, they actually know the real title. Maybe yeah. the title's in that. But there's a representation of everybody, and they're pretty solid, except for the guy playing Roy Scheider. Oh, he's bad? He, it's, they go a different direction. Um, um, where they go with, with Roy Scheider is um, he looks like, like a man's man. He kind of talks like this. Hmm. And he's like, what do you do? What do you mean the shark's not working? We've been shooting this film for blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, that's weird. That's, uh, that's an yeah. interesting choice. Yeah, that's, that's, in- that's odd. That's an odd choice. But no, it's, uh, I, if someone out there knows, I would love to, to know what happened to this short film. Yeah. And it's, I'm very intrigued. I really <laughs> want to see this now. And, and how dare you tell me about this now that I can't see it. I can't. I have found the IMDb page for exposure, but the episodes just all say episode one. Doesn't help me at all. Doesn't help me. You, oh, uh, you bastard. Internet. Internet, you, <laughs> no, internet totally failed me up on like. Why would you tell me about this though? <laughs> um. Ah. Have you? So okay, just side note. You went to Universal Studios Florida, then, right? Yeah. Have you? Did you go on the Jaws ride there? I believe I did, mm. but I don't, I don't remember. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it's, the bummer is. I definitely remember going on the Back to the Future ride. Okay. Well. Right. Which, which <laughs> I I went in knowing it would make me throw up. Right. But I was like, I, well, I have back, to. Like, there's no I, there's no way I can't. When will you ever be on the DeLorean again? But, exactly. But the, with the, the jo- weird eight seat DeLorean, yeah, yeah. the duck specially made for some reason. <laughs> what was the excuse? Why did he have the DeLorean? Family. Made? Oh, okay. For the family. That makes sense. But um, Why did they just make it the train. I guess because you want to be in the DeLorean. He won't. He won't be in DeLorean. Yeah. But um, no. With the thing with the Universal. Uh, Studios version of Jaws. What's kind of neat about Universal Studios Florida, Florida, is that basically what they decided to do is that there are certain parts, at least back then, I'm, I'm not sure how many of those exist now. Yeah. Back then, they they took a lot of the famous segments mm-hmm. of the of the tram tour in Universal Studios Hollywood yeah. and just expanded it and so made this it was bigger. An actual Jaws ride. Yeah. Thank you. I did go on this because I had vague memories of it, and I was trying to tell Andrew Lindy, that motherfucker founder of the Benview Network, and he just looked at me like I was a fool and said, do you mean the tram tour? No. And 
I, he convinced me that I was wrong because I because I'm not a theme park guy. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I remembered going on a Jaws ride, right. and Andrew Lindy, I'm gonna call him out on this next time I see him. He convinced me that I was a fool and that I was just talking about the tram tour. No, there is a thank you, Justin, there for is a, vindicating me. There is a specific. So I did go on this. You, but I mean, it was long enough ago that I don't remember. But you much. did go. Yeah. There is a specific Jaws only ride. Yeah. Where you got on a boat, and but, it's kind of neat. Thank you. It's kind of neat. It, that's the one featured in Mallrats, no? Yes. That's the one featured in Mallrats. Um, but what's kind of neat about the Jaws ride, the expanded version of the Jaws ride, is that you're on a tiny boat. And the, the one thing that's kind of a bummer is that you're in Florida. Yeah. It ain't looking like Amityville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the waters in Florida don't look like ocean water. No. So you got swamp water. So for some reason, you're dealing with this, and it looks like swamp water. <laughs> but it is kind of cool, and there's one part, the freakiest moment in the whole ride, that the, the boat guy takes you to a, a boathouse, close up. It's like, okay, Jaws won't get us here. I don't know where that theory comes from, because you're still in the water. I remember uh, this. Oh, your eyes. I remember this. You totally remember this. Yeah. And he has a little flashlight. Yeah. Keep going, keep going, keep he's going. Keep, <laughs> and he's like searching around, Feed and me. the fucking, Feed me. fucking Jaws just comes yeah! out. Oh, it oh, was so good. Such a good. I'm I'm bummed to hear it's gone. But Maybe it's that's such how a good it came ride. up that I had not seen Jaws. Maybe that's how it came up. Mm. I remember it was that very vacation when yeah. I saw Jaws for the first time. Right. Like you went on the ride, but you didn't get it. Is that the deal? Or maybe they just said, maybe I we were there and and I just while we were on the ride, I just mentioned, oh, I've never seen the movie. And then your parents are like, yeah. Yeah, we gotta fix that right away. Right. No, no the Jaws ride, kind of cool. I, I'm, it's gone. Yeah. But it's cool. It was Thank really cool. Thank you for cool. vindicating me. <laughs> no, no. I went on it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you want to do some plugs? Yeah, let's do some plugs. Okay. 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 Uh, go to BenVNetwork.com. Check out all the shows on there. I'm on several of them. Uh, like Benson's Boombox, uh, Shut Up Leonard, where I talk about community with that motherfucker. <laughs> I just mentioned. Um, uh, Popsicles. And Matt and Breno's wrestling show. They're all on BenviewNetwork.com. You can also follow me on Twitter personally. I'm Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow this show. It is at Ben on Steve. Uh, and if, if you so choose, you can write us an email at uh, BenviewOnSpielberg at gmail.com. Uh, and it would also be really bitching of you if you uh, if you did some iTunes things to us, like uh, rate us, write a review, or, or subscribe to us. Those all help us with the rankings. It helps more people find out of the show. It's very helpful to us. So please do all those things. Over to you, Justin. Uh, I currently uh, write for agentsofguard.com. Matt also writes for agentsofguard.com. Uh, daily daily blog post uh, every day. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at uh, Justin uh, Kizon. Um, How we spell on Kizon? Q-U-I-Z-O-N. Quiz uh. on... Or as Matt liked to remind, uh, like, or Matt, or as Matt likes to be remember, likes to use to remember it, the quiz is on. Yeah, I left that out there. Is on. I left that out there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure that's gonna pop me in the butt. <laughs> um, I also just recently was on Nerd's Eye View. Yeah, we talked about the the movie I, I recommended here last what, month. La, yeah. Last month, uh, what we do in the shadows. Uh, so we did a, a further discussion. So if you've seen what we do in the shadows, uh, we definitely go into more detail and spoilers and that. But yeah. that was a fun episode we just did. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of my my bag. That's all yeah. I got right now. Yeah. All right. Um, so I might split this into two parts, by the way, because I because kn- I knew we were going to go long. How long is this? But uh, this is three hours. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need a bigger podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see. You. I get. Although I guess you you would still be listening to this on the second part anyway. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next month. Yeah. Uh, and if if somehow, although it's, this is not impossible, but if this ending was somehow on part one, we'll see you next week with part two of this episode. <laughs> 
It won't be Jaws 2. Yeah, we're, Thank, not, we're not doing that. No. Well, I might do that for a different podcast later, which I believe uh, Andrew told you and you were shocked. Yeah, I know. You felt like I was going behind your back. Uh, apologies for that. No, no, it's fine. Um, here's the confession. I've never seen the other ones. Oh, they're bad. <laughs> I figured. Here's what I'll say, actually. Jaws 2, the thing about Jaws 2, mm. it's really only bad in comparison to Jaws 1. Right. Like, it's kind of, it's like a C-plus shark movie. Right. It's serviceable. It has moments. Mm-hmm. Murray Hamilton is still in it. Oh, that's nice. That's never bad. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not Jaws 1. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, of course it's not. Uh, 3 and 4 are uh, shockingly terrible. <laughs> the, uh, 4 sorry, Michael Caine as Hoagie. Because when you look at Michael Caine, you think that's a guy named Hoagie. Um, anyway, we'll 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 see. We won't in- go into Jaws two, three, and four. <laughs> no, we will we'll, go. We'll, in- we're going to talk about uh, next. This is not a spoiler because anyone can look at IMDb and know. <laughs> uh, and we're not we're not playing games anymore. We're not going to go do another episode of Columbo. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next month for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay, see you then. I'm Kev McCauley. And I'm Bev McCauley. And we run the Dinner Party Small Talk Comedy Podcast. We got all kinds of comedy. We got situational comedy. We got observational comedy. We got improvisational comedy. But we don't have puns. No! If you want puns, then you can rack off. If you like puns, then you're an idiot. Wait, I like puns. Shut up! So listen in to our new episodes every fortnight. Kind of. And if you don't like it, then you can get stuffed. Dinner party small talk. Where the big issues take a back seat to dinner party small talk. Yep. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.